we saw very important decisions come down from the Supreme Court. Um, and one of them that I want to talk about now is the striking down of a President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. And with us to break down the court's reasoning and what lies ahead is Ronald Allen, who is a professor at Northwestern University School of Law. He's internationally recognized expert in, among other things, constitutional law. He's been on the show last time he was here was about a year ago talking about Roe versus Wade being stricken down. Professor Allen, thanks for joining. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, nice to hear your voice again. Okay, let's start with this with this issue. What was? Let's describe a little bit, if you can, for our listeners. What was the basis of President Biden's authority under which he uh, actually issued this executive order in the first place? Well, as it turns out, he didn't have a basis. But the, the claim was an act passed in two thousand three, I think, called the Heroes Act. It was meant to ameliorate the condition, primarily people serving in the armed forces uh, who might be in a bit of a bind in terms of uh, student loans coming due. And the uh, statute allowed the president and uh, uh, his delegate to waive and modify certain provisions of the act and the the regulations governing the act. Um, The question was whether that, which looks like a housekeeping statute also gave the president this vast authority to cancel almost half a trillion dollars of loans and the answer the court gave was no but no one was thinking about that this is a this is an egregious attempt at a power grab by the president that that this is a matter for congress uh, something of this order and and no plausible interpretation of the statute that the HEROES Act could get to the conclusion that this is an acceptable exercise of authority under it. Let me ask you this. If President Biden had just put the student loan repayment on hold during the pandemic, do you think that that would have passed muster under the Supreme Court uh, scrutiny? I think that that is as close to 100 percent sure as it's possible to get. In other words, yes. Now, you have to realize anytime you're reading the tea leaves and predicting future case behavior, it's, that's a complicated business and it's a foolhardy business, even though I'm not involved in it. But yes, that would have survived uh, constitutional scrutiny. And I guess, you know, we have seen this struggle with the executive branch not being able to pass something with the Congress. So then taking it into the executive branch's uh, power and, you know, and trying to issue an executive order to circumvent the legislative branch. It, when those two things clash, how, how does the court look at it? How is the court looking at, should this be a congressional act versus can this be an executive act? Well, there's a, there, there may be a misconception lurking here, um, and I think it's certainly, you do see it in conventional discourse, that the president has some lawmaking authority, or you know, we're governed by the president. It's called the executive branch for a reason. They're supposed to execute the law as provided either by the Constitution, treaties, or Congress. They don't, they're not supposed to make it up. And what we saw, and I think the high watermark, and I think it was despicable, was with Obama. I mean, he started this, and he's not the first one to do it. I mean, the executive authority has been expanding for years and years, but he, he it was the high watermark under his, uh, under his uh, administration that if you can't get things through the political branch, you're just going to arrogate power to yourself and do it, you know, by by executive order and heck with uh, constitutional distribution of power, heck with the legislature being the one that's supposed to provide law. We're going to do what we think is right. Well, 
I think we should all celebrate. Whether you like this particular decision or not, the Supreme Court saying, no, wait a minute, everybody. Congress has the legislative authority. If Congress hasn't legislated in a way that allows the president to act the way the person is asserting that he or she has the power to act, then they can't do it. So I think this should actually be celebrated. This is an example of what has been referred to as reigning in the administrative state, and it is uh, preserving our democratic uh, institutions. I mean, we talk all, you hear all the time about, oh, democracy is in peril, democracy is in peril. It's in peril more by these kinds of actions by these arrogant presidents than by anything else. And, you know, it's interesting because most people don't care <laughs> because what they want is they want their loans forgiven <laughs> and you know they want the result but you know in, in these cases the Supreme court cases the, the setting of precedent um although we've seen a lot of toppling pre- precedent lately the setting of precedent is important because maybe you like joe biden's loan forgiveness but maybe you're not going to like another president's executive order so you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander i guess in this case karen that is such an important point that you just articulated, and every chance you get on your show, you should re- reassert it. That's exactly right. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's highly likely to be a Republican president next time around. They have, they have a, as Obama says, I have a pen. Well, they have pens, too. And like you say, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And that's why we shouldn't be in this game. Congress should be t- stepping up to the plate, taking responsibility for, this is called a major uh, question doctrine they should be the ones that are making clear when you're talking about a really really huge effect on the american economy society whatever that they have authorized it that's right uh professor ronald allen we are talking to him about some of the supreme court decisions that have come down let's take a break and when we come back i want to talk about uh this issue of the gay uh web the gay gay couple who went to a web designer web designer refused to um design a website based on religious beliefs and the court sided with the web designer i want to talk a little bit about what this means as a president you're listening to wgn stay tuned for more legal talk we're here talking to Professor Ronald Allen of Northwestern University. He's an expert in constitutional law. And uh, we are talking about some of the recent cases that have come down. I had an email, actually, on my personal email from a, from a listener who said, well, what about the court's uh, upholding of the immigration policy for Biden? How does that pass muster? I think I know the answer to that, but uh, I'll let you answer that. Well, they upheld it, but they upheld it in a weird way. First of all, uh statutory contexts are different and, and one statutory context can be different from another and in one maybe congress authorized or delegated this authority and in another maybe they didn't but in that particular case what the court actually held is that is the states that brought the lawsuit did not have standing you have to have what's called standing you have to be an injury that affects you and it can be redressable by the courts in order to bring a case in our system and the Supreme Court did not actually deal with the merits of the claim. In fact, if anything suggested the merits are, are probably, they're probably right. They simply held the wrong people brought the lawsuit, the wrong institutions in that case, two states. Interesting. And, you know, again, the, the media picks up on something and, and makes it into something that it's not quite. And it's, it's probably more interesting listening to the media than listening to our dry legal talk. But the dry legal talk really is, is, is the truth of the matter. And that's why I think it's so important for us to explain these things rather than have people um, jump to conclusions that are just not, not, not the facts. 
Um, Exactly. Let's talk about the case of the web designer who refused to create a website for a same-sex couple. Um, Can you tell uh, us a little bit about the court's basis for siding with the website designer? Well, again, uh, I don't know if this is that dry legalese that I should probably now try to avoid. That's not exactly what happened. What happened is that Mrs. Smith, Miss Smith, asked for an injunction. It wasn't anybody who was refused service, and she asked for the injunction on the ground that if that happened, she would be subject to penalties under Colorado. And the court said that did give her standing; she could bring this lawsuit, and that and she did, and 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 she won. Um, this is being portrayed, I think, in the terms that you. Uh, indicated that suggesting the Supreme Court has now said you can you can forbid to provide your services to a gay couple. That is about as far from the truth as it is possible to imagine. What the court said was Colorado cannot force Mrs. Ms. Smith to say things that she doesn't believe. Not that she can turn down a gay couple just because they're gay. If a gay couple walked in and wanted to buy a, a off-the-shelf wedding cake, she could not refuse that because they're gay. Rather, her what, what, what they were dealing with is her creations that are, and everybody agreed to this, expressive. That means her creations express thought. So, what was trying her from expressing those thoughts? And in fact, the Tenth Circuit found that the state was engaged in an effort to exterminate thoughts to the contrary. It's really hideous, frankly. And the Supreme Court said the state can't make you say things you do not believe. Thank heavens for the Supreme Court in a case like this. The result appears in the media to be an anti-gay ruling, and and you're you're you, this is not what you're looking at. You're looking at is this is a First Amendment right not to be forced to say something that you don't believe in. That's exactly right, and uh, you know what I'm saying is accurate, and what the media is, is saying is inaccurate, and and a good example of probably twisting things for ideological purposes. This this isn't, says nothing about gay, heterosexual, home, whatever. It says that the state can't force a person to express an idea that the person does not believe in. This, by the way, is not an old uh, idea. Uh, long ago in a case called West Virginia versus Barnett, the court held you couldn't require students to salute the flag and say the Pledge of Allegiance. If they didn't want to, they had a First Amendment right not to to do so. Now, you may think that people should salute the flag. Well, that could be, but the First Amendment is there. Uh, there are other examples where the court has held that the right of association allows you to exclude people uh, on uh, sincere grounds, uh, like the, the Boy Scouts of America and the case called Boy Scouts versus Dale, that they didn't want. They, I mean, I think it's hideous. I don't know why they didn't want, but they didn't want homosexuals. And even though I think it's hideous, I think the court's right to say an independent private organization has a right to decide who to, who it's going to associate with. So let's um, let's take our situation here. So it's the the web designer who has these strong beliefs that gay marriage is not is not appropriate. Um, so let's just say a gay person comes to the web designer and says, "I want a website for my shoe company," and the web designer said, "You know what? You're gay. 
I don't believe in people being gay. It's against my religion. It's against my, you know, I, I really don't want to serve you. I don't want to, I don't want to make you a shoe website. What would be the situation think, there? How would that come down, I do you think, think? I think that would come down the other way. That's the whole point of this. I mean, Gorsuch's opinion uh, chastises the dissent for making the kinds of claims that you and the media are making and ignoring what the actual accepted facts were. I mean, the parties agreed to what the facts are. And among those, and I just will quote here, is the services she provides are expressive in nature. They will express her messages celebrating and promoting her view of marriage. Uh, oh. In the case you identify, if the cake that the person wants is not expressing anything about gay marriage or gayness or whatever, he or she or whatever would have a right under the Colorado law to do business with Miss Smith, and Miss Smith would be obligated to do business with that person. Because there's no expression involved. That's the key point. And, okay, let me just, you know, again, we're just slicing things here. You know, designing a dress. You know, I I am getting married to a woman, and I would like I would like this person to design my dress. Same objection because of religious beliefs. How, how would that be viewed? But I don't think we are slicing things very thinly. I think we're not quite getting what the distinction is. The distinction is absolutely critical, and it's not thin. It's whether the state is requiring you to say something, to express a belief. If that wedding dress expresses no belief, it's just a nice wedding dress, it's not within the parameters of this case, and, and the Colorado law would be upheld. But suppose, to the contrary, the wedding dress is going to have some kind of uh, uh, fringe on it that says... Uh, uh, marriage is not just between a man and a woman, but gay marriages and lesbian marriages are are consistent with the will of God. Okay, well, that you couldn't make the person do. So this thing that you refer to as a thin slicing is absolutely critical. It's whether the state is making you say words, say belief, utter beliefs, utter things you don't believe. And I don't think we want to live in a world in which that's the case, where the state can make you say things you really don't believe. So uh, there's an appearance, I think, from the public that there is precedent being overturned every day here by the Supreme Court, that we have Roe versus Wade overturned, that we had affirmative action overturned, and we're going to get to that uh, you know, in, in the next segment uh, with another attorney who is going to talk about that. But from your perspective as a constitutional professor, do you see that happening? Do you think that there is an, an inordinate amount of overturning of precedent? Well, yeah, it's interesting that this claim is coming now, right? I mean, the, the, the Warren Court overturned precedent left and right, and uh, you know, the, the left extolled the virtues of that court. It's whose ox is being lured. Roe versus Wade is the best, maybe the only, uh, maybe not, but the best example of what, uh, of what you're uh, talking about. The affirmative action, you're going to talk about it later, the affirmative action cases are not. The court has been saying for 45 years, we are very reluctant to tolerate this. We don't like it. We're putting you on notice, you have to bring it to an end. And the universities just ignored it. And no end in sight. And so finally, the Supreme Court has said, okay, that's it, guys. You had your chance, you didn't do it, and this form of discrimination has to end. 
these other cases are consistent with uh, uh, prior precedent. They're not inconsistent at all. So the press may be conveying a liberal message that the liberal side of the liberal conservative dispute isn't getting everything they want, and that's true. But, of course, they did get some things uh, that they wanted. And you put your finger on one big one, right? The immigration uh, 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 laws are, are, are an example. Um, so it's a mixed bag. Some cases come up on the left. Some cases have come out on the right, more on the right. But, again, that's not a surprise. Professor Ronald Allen, thank you so much for joining me today to break these cases down. Very, very important. You Enjoy yourself. Have a great Fourth of July weekend.